This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 28. Is it 28 or 29, M-Dog? I thought it was 28, but I could be wrong. I think you're right. It is 28. Welcome to episode 28, where I will be using my R&B DJ voice because I can't be too loud. I've been warned I can't be too loud. I'm in the living room. Got some nice ambiance behind me, but no yelling. So we'll just give you a little. I am your host, P-Dog. Uh, Joan with my co-host over there, M-Dog. Oh, he can be loud still, so. Yeah, loud enough anyway. So did I just see that you just opened all your beers that you're going to be drinking throughout the show before the show so you don't have to hear the beers get opened on the show? Yeah. It's very polite of you. I try to do that every time. Not me. I crack them right into the mic. I think people enjoy that. Yeah, yeah so they might. Um, I, but even if I don't, I try to put myself on mute to crack my beers or just sneeze. Sometimes I miss it or cough or whatever, but. Yeah, you do a lot better job of me at trying to mute yourself. Like when there's going to be like a background disruption, I just roll with it. It's just part of the show now. Just part of the show. Yeah. My dog chimes in every once in a while. I sneeze, so, like, burp. Yeah, your dog like is not going to, like there's no way like you can oh, like, I know. predict that. We're linked. We're linked. That's what happened. Yep. Yep. I can tell he's sleeping on the couch. He's not going to bark. He's not going to bark. Um, unless I got an in-home uh, invasion. But I can sense it, though. I can. He gets up. I could mute it, but I'm not going to. But anyways, we got the P-Dog here. We got the M-Dog here. And I don't know if you heard about the R dog ever since he left the show. Give him a little shout out here. He got engaged to. Oh, his, nice. I did not. His now fiance. So congratulations, buddy. Don't know if you're still listening. Uh, we miss you, but proud of you. Yep. Nice work, man. All Good right. Luck. Yeah. You know, welcome. Welcome to the club, man. All right, you ready to roll into this stuff? Yep. I see you're adding one as, as we yeah. go. So hot in the streets, and the first hot in the streets is a cold one. Uh, how's yeah. the weather? How's the weather up there, Mike? Oh yeah, the uh, the weather minute, right? Like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so it's cold. Um, the wind chill is pretty bad. I think it. The, I didn't go out much today. I had to shovel. At one point, I had to move my car so my my old man can plow our driveway. But um, it was like negative. The feels like was like negative twenty eight. I don't remember exactly where the actual temperature was, but we've had some pretty high winds, and that's going to be the real problem moving forward, I guess. So we'll see yeah. what happens. Maybe this show will cut off right in the middle of it, and then I'll yeah. be without power all night, which would be pretty miserable it looks like it should be good here for a while 
doesn't look like the wind's going to really start ripping. And granted, I am just looking at like one model right now that I didn't, didn't verify anything on, but it looks like tomorrow between like nine and 12 is, is when the wind's really going to be ripping on you. But damn, man, I do not miss seeing temperatures that cold for that long of a stretch. Um, yeah, and it's probably going to last through about Monday or Tuesday at least. So I think Wednesday is decent, though, like 30. So. Yeah, Wednesday it gets back up. That's what my my little thing's telling me. And then, yeah, Friday, Saturday, you guys are back up in the normal temperatures, uh, right around zero Celsius. Zero Celsius. I like it. But, yeah, so with that being said – the Badgers Grambling State game got canceled. I think that was yeah. supposed to be today. Yeah. So we got basically on must have been Monday. At, like our kids got stuff sent home. Like we're moving the, all the Christmas parties to Wednesday because there's almost guarantee no school on Thursday. We were off on Friday anyway, but like they were like, we're done. We're not going to like risk anything like this. We didn't get a like a a ton a ton of snow, maybe three inches, four inches, but it's really cold. And then on top of that, the wind is bad. It's going to be blowing, and especially in the area we're at, like you get up on the ridge, and the wind is probably five or six miles an hour more than it is in t- in most towns, and so just covers the roads. So I wouldn't. I'm not that surprised that. Over in Madison, they just decided we're going to shut it down. It yeah. is kind of unique. It is kind of unique to see universities. I mean, they would have already been closed, but like cancel things that are going on. Yeah, no, that's like pretty significant. But the, if if any game could have got canceled this year, like this game, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely was one of them. But yeah, I just think it's you can't get in and out of any of the airports because. Yeah, I'm not looking at any of the observations right now, but I assume that crosswinds are going to be pretty high, uh, depending on the runway orientation of stuff. And then, I mean, just with that high wind and a little bit of snow, like that could drop visibility real quick. So that yeah. would that would be an issue because I remember I learned this, but I, I haven't double checked this just one of the things i've heard but you can technically have a blizzard and it doesn't even need to be snowing outside um i think i think the recipe oh go ahead that's what that's kind of what they're saying we're gonna have tomorrow is a blizzard and i'm like well it's not supposed to snow that much tomorrow right which (laughs) feels weird but and with the wind i suppose that makes sense yeah, because the definition of a blizzard, I might not have all the right um, exact numbers, but I think you got to have like 50 knot winds. It's like aggressive, which I don't so, know if it's going to get quite up there. Maybe it's 35 knot winds. And um, knots is what compared to so miles per hour? Let me or see. Or close, I, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's not too far off, but a knot is a little bit, uh, stronger than a mile per hour. So let's say 13 miles per hour. We're going to be doing some math here equals 
oops, 13 equals 11 knots. So 11 knots is 13 miles an hour. So if you have 35, it's going to be right around 40 miles per hour. And then the visibility needs to be less than, I should have looked this stuff up, but like less than, let's just say, I think it's a quarter mile. Like I think it's less than a half mile, which doesn't happen very often. And then I think the temperature needs to be below freezing. And so like, if there's just snow out there and this wind picks it up and like the visibility drops, that's a blizzard. I mean, obviously it's going to happen more if it is snowing. Actually, I don't even know if that's true, but I would assume so. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. So if it's below, I guess below freezing with fog doesn't ever really happen either. So never mind. Yeah, no, it does. It's called freezing fog. It's pretty, pretty bad uh, situation to get yourself into. I remember that was one of my big uh, first things that made me nervous on the job. It's like there was supposed to be freezing fog. Eh, I guess it won't be one of the first things that made me nervous, but when, when the stakes were high, um, cause I'd never heard of, and this was probably dumb on my part. I've never heard of ice fod before. And it's just like particles form and they can get in the jet engine. Okay. It, like, cause it's cold. And I was in Afghanistan and they put out a uh, potential for ice fod and I was not at the weather station, but I was like supporting a customer. So I like can bounce ideas off like that. The forecaster there, because my job is to forecast for where they're going, not from where they're coming into and going out of. And I was like, ice fog. Do you really think there's going to be ice fog? But whatever. This shitty story. Um, but yeah, it was fog. I figured out there was a difference between ice fog and ice fog that day. But yeah, Grambling was coming up from Louisiana. I should have did that for a trivia question for you. Did you know where Grambling State was? No, I would have said Georgia. Yeah, just because of the G. That's kind of what I was thinking. But yeah, you can have blizzards with no snow. Um, I was jumping all around on you guys there. All right, next. Are you, you ready to move to the next hot on the street? Oh, yeah. Yep, this is, I think this is a... Did you see this? So just like one little clip and it was a boring one. The Argentina celebration uh, for winning the World Cup was just absolutely insane. I, I don't know. I don't even know if it could happen like it was in the United, like in the United States. Like they just didn't do a good job of like making a parade route that people couldn't get into but it it sounds like argentinians are just absolutely crazy and that's like what my in-laws were telling me is like no it's different it's just like a different type of people there but the party looked absolutely insane but i did show them after philly won the super bowl i was like i think i think if it happened anywhere in the united states it would be like a philly or a cleveland or Something like that. I think the difference is is that Argentina probably has way more people than even like the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, I don't know, dude. 
Buenos Aires and Philadelphia, I bet you they're close in size. What do you think? No, yeah, I would agree with that. But I think that like the country is super proud of winning that where there's nothing that America competes in that they feel like is that impressive, right? Where there's people traveling from all over their country to go to that parade. Now, not everybody from every town, like the whole country, but I bet you like some people do. Yeah, no, I get exactly what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no chance that, especially like Philly's even divided, Cleveland, or I mean, Ohio's divided, I guess Wisconsin. I mean, there's way more than Wisconsin, but, uh, but yeah, just absolutely nuts. So then it, it got to the point where they didn't have the, the thing roped off good enough. So the bus going through, like, started crawling like it couldn't go because like if it it went it was just gonna run a bunch of people over so it was going like super slow then it just got to the point where the bus stops and like the players had to like get off the bus somehow push their way through a crowd to get picked up by helicopters dropped off in another place and then messy hops in a car and the car is taking him to his house. And when he rolls up to his house, it's just as insane at his house trying to get yeah. into his garage. Just nuts. Like, a, you got to feel good, though. Like, do you think he was pissed off at all? Or do you think he yeah. was just, really? Uh, yeah, so I don't think, like, you ever want to feel uncomfortable in your own home. So that, like, there's got to be some of that, that, like, you don't feel 100% safe. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, someone's going to like try to get in. Nah, I doubt he felt like, yeah, maybe, I don't think maybe you could feel like in danger for your life, but I doubt anybody was like obviously there to kill him. But no, they're there, like, they're, but I don't think that you feel like 100% comfortable, right? That you go home, you're expecting to be at the very least, mostly alone, right? And then there's just boatloads of people there. That'd be, like, I would have a hard time with that, for sure. Now, he's in a different world, right? Like, he's probably the greatest football player in the world, soccer player, sorry. Mike's uh, turning European on us. Uh, yes. Uh, you're, you're very worldly. And, and if he's not the greatest, he's in the top three, right? So currently, yeah, either no. him or Ronaldo, and he just won the World Cup, so I'll give it to him. Yeah, no, I have no clue on the GOAT debate in soccer. I mean, obviously, like it's like you said, him or Ronaldo. And to me, it seems like it's pretty clear, clearly a, the, a, out of the uh, active player GOAT debate that it's Messi over Ronaldo. but. Someone probably could show me a bunch of Ronaldo stuff and I would change my mind in a heartbeat. Yeah. But like just from what I've seen in the World Cup, because obviously Ronaldo was a little bit older and it didn't even look like he was playing that much. Um, so like probably the active best soccer player in the world. I don't even know if that's true because that Mbappe from France right. looks like he might be the best out there. But yeah, but yeah. I think that 
Messi and Ronaldo are old, which affects how well you play the game too. This it has to. Yeah, right? but he still seemed like insanely good, and I don't think he's like that old. Like I want to say he's like thirty four. I could be wrong about that. Um, yeah, he's yeah. probably more like thirty six. I mean, so thirty four and thirty six, you don't think is like that big a difference well cut it in the middle he's 35 so um but yeah that's got like you got to be a better player at what 26 27 28 than you are at 35 there's just I'm, almost no way you have there's too much physical demand on your body i'm curious so, about that though is because so the biggest physical demand in soccer I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's going to be like the run, like consistently. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. you're going to take hits. In I want to say like long distance runners and like marathon runners and shit. Like the best marathon runners are usually in their mid thirties. Oh, and really? then, then you would think like, yeah, because I think that's how the running game kind of goes. Is like, at least this is the way my buddy Don explains it to me because. He ran in college, whatever, like, but yep, pretty knowledgeable, keeps up with the running scene. So I I try to pay attention a little bit. But he says you start all you do, you're like, I think in college they're running eight to ten Ks. I think in high school they run eight Ks, in college they run 10 Ks. And then then those guys, like when they leave this they just start to try to max out on their 10 K. And then usually like by a certain age, like that's like when you're going to max out on your 10 K. So then you're like, Oh shit. Well now I got to start working on like the 15 K. Cause then you can get your better time in the 15 K, which doesn't completely sound like it makes sense. But, but I know the guy who is like the, the guy who ran the marathon in like running four minute miles um chip Kogi or something or Kipchoge. he's okay. he's like in his upper 30s and he looks oh, like okay. he's like 60 but he just lived a hard life man uh so i do think that there for sure is something to like the effect of being able to deal with pain right so like as you age i think that understanding what real pain is and like managing that pain is a different thing right so when you're young like my opinion is that you kind of like the little like tweaks actually hurt and they're painful and like they're harder for you to deal with than when you're like even my age right so like I think you said that backwards, but yeah, I get what you're saying. So like when you're young, it's not as bad. And I think no, 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 thing- no, no. I so I think like if when I'm 23, I have the same like my neck is stiff, like I'm probably bitching about that way more, like hurts more off. Like, you know what I mean? And then like by the time you're 35, it's like, oh, I woke up with a stick stiff neck. I guess that's just the way life goes today, you know. Like, I think you deal with it, deal with more like bullshit through your life 
And the more you deal with that, the more you just accept that, like, all right, this is the pain in the moment, and I'm going to move through it. And I, I feel think like, that, like that's what running is, is, like, just mentally accepting the pain. That oh, okay. So you're kind of building on my argument. Okay, I, I thought you were trying to make a counterpoint. I was like, oh, you're kind of, like, proving my point there. But I also do think there's something that you, like, I failed to mention is just cutting in general like it's you know you can you can be hurt and you can run like a straight line but there's something to being hurt and then having to like turn on a dime and like stop and plant your foot and like contort your body and shit like that yeah i wouldn't argue that that is just running because they do a lot of like jogging and stuff like that but they do a lot of sprinting in there too and yeah. so a guy in his position or in Ronaldo's position would have to do And we're like, we are like idiots, I would assume, when it comes to soccer. I know I am. You're probably more astute than you used to be. But no. At least a little bit. You have to pay more. Like, you watched the majority of the World Cup. You've probably never done that in your life. Yeah. No, it was usually U.S. only. And then the last World Cup I was in Afghanistan, or the not this World Cup, obviously, but the, the one before that where U.S. didn't make it. I was in Afghanistan, and it did not fit my schedule at all because it would have been like a perfect distraction. And yeah. I was in basically the same time zone. I was just working night shift all the time. so right. And I didn't okay. have the ambition to care rewatch it or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, and so, like, I just assume that, like, their position's have to do way more running because there are guys that are scorers, right? Where defense defensive guys, like I wouldn't anticipate that being the case. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Cause you know, I was like looking at the matchups and I played a little FIFA in my day. That That's one sports game that I was not very good at. Hey, there's two sports games that you might think you're good at and you play with your buddies and stuff. And then you go online and you start playing like international people. And they just work you. And that's the tennis games and the soccer games. Like, because you just don't know the X's and O's of the sports. But anyways, like, they'll have a formation that's, like, one. So that's a goalie, four defensive people, one. Which I think that's, like, who uh, Messi and uh, Neymar and and, uh, Ronaldo would be. And then four. So one four one four, that like kind of run back and forth. They there they might be, be one more, and then a goalie. Yeah, one four one four in the goalie, or something like that. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's like, but there's eleven, right? So like, pretty honestly, sure. I, yeah, no, I think you're right, but I won't even tell you that, that I know that with a hundred percent certainty so that's about as much as i know about soccer right i'm a 99 certain on that but definitely not 100 all right moving into 11 person sports uh go back to like real football american football uh franco harris died right and so they're gonna do the uh steelers Versus the Raiders are doing like the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Franco Harris is the guy who makes that catch. He dies like, I want to say yesterday. And it's like three days before 
when they're going to celebrate it, which is on Christmas because that's when they play. But That's insane. They're going to celebrate that on your birthday. But it's insane that it's those two teams matching up. Like, I didn't even put that together until you so, said that. Honestly, I kind of I think that I, like, believed it was always the Cowboys that that happened to. Like in the Super Bowl or something. So yeah, it must I have thought it was been a huge game, but I have no idea when it happened, for one. And two, like, I didn't even know the Raiders were the other team. I thought it was the Cowboys probably forever. Yeah, I don't know if I could tell you. I think I knew that it was the Raiders, but, I mean, now that you already gave me the answer, it, it sounds right. But I could have got that wrong. Yeah. That, that would have I been mean, a trivia question. I went to them 100% certain on like gray uniforms, right? So that's yeah. what they were in. And so it, I just I maybe just assumed Cowboys my whole life. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's a little disappointing that he couldn't like see how they memorialize that. He's obviously like a big part of football lore. I believe he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, just, just a little disappointing. I think that like he can't see that. Maybe he doesn't care to see it either. Maybe he's like, I don't need to see this shit. I'm out of here. But he he did kind of seem like that kind of guy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it happened in the divisional round of the playoffs. So so it was. Okay. I mean, it was still huge. But yep. And I think one of the crazy things I heard at that time is if the defender touched the ball. It was a dead ball. So obviously they probably didn't have, well, they didn't have replay, but if it was like the defender that it deflected off of that, oh, really? he, could, he couldn't, he maybe was able to catch it, but he couldn't have advanced it at that time. Um, so like, that's even like a crazier part of it because yeah. it had to hit his own guy to come back and get it. But, but yeah, that's, that's a big one. I guess though, like that's, I'm trying to think of who's the last guy that, that died. Cause I feel like that hit me a little bit harder. Uh, Mike not, Leach. Mike Leach. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think it was just cause I was like familiar with Mike Leach, but Franco Harris was born. I think it was 40 years older than me. So he was born in 50. Oh, well, he um, played in the seventies, right? Yeah. I mean, so 15 years, 10 years before I was born, right? Even if you're. Yeah. So, so. but anyways, yeah. Another, another loss to the football family there. So RIP. Let's give them, let's give them two seconds of silence, Mike. That seemed disrespectful. Uh, so yeah, we so we held it. We held here, it here's the thing. Like, yeah, it is a little bit longer, right? But um, I don't like. I guess I don't know that anything is disrespectful as long as you like you mention. If you if you came in and said like, "Oh, this person that died is a piece of shit," that's disrespectful, <laughs> right? But like, I don't know if you like you're mentioning this guy like, "Oh, he." He passed away, like, you know, give him a little kudos. Yeah, we we should have brought Craig on to talk about this one. Oh, yeah, he probably, like, this is probably, like, his guy, would be my assumption. Yeah. 
Yep, this well, is his Reggie White. No, it's got to be before his time too. Probably All not right. much. This is probably when he fell in love with him. Yeah, yeah. Because what was the year on the Immaculate Reception, Mike? What year do you uh, think it was? Seventy-three. No, I seventy-two. It's obviously <laughs> seventy-two. Uh, I didn't pick that up either, but yeah, right. But I honestly thought so. When you said that, I thought that they like organized the uh, thing, like the uh, monument, not the monument. What did you just call it? Like the like they're celebrating the immaculate reception. Right? But yeah, I thought they until two seconds ago. I thought they just did that. Uh, after he died, like they're like, oh, okay, we're now we're gonna do it. But yeah, that does kind of suck. Like it was scheduled for him to show up, and and he died. And I don't, I don't know. even know. I don't know even know what he died from. Yeah, me, me neither. Right. And so, like I said, um, I don't know that we have to like touch on everybody that dies death, but this is a Hall of Famer, and I think that the fact that it's going with the celebration right now, it's a kind of a big deal. If it would happen, you know in january like 30th after they had already done all this stuff i don't think it would like and i'm sh- and i'm sure yeah. if I, we'll, we'll revisit this take uh after the game once i watch the game and they do all this stuff and it like makes me cry and then i'm like oh man franco harris was such a great person even though yeah. they, they do say that shit like that he was like one of the cool ones that would just sit there and like shoot the shit with you and not act like he was Franco Harris when he was around you. But I mean, so the, like, I think that older generation of football players, like, I mean, granted he's famous and he's hall of famer and he probably made enough money, but I think there's a lot of them that are just, they're just dudes that played football. They made a little bit more money than other people. And that was it. Like, because for a while it wasn't a huge thing. Yeah. When do you think, when do you think the turn was? Probably the nineties, honestly, maybe the eighties, like late eighties that like the average football player, the guy who's like 40th on the roster is really making significant money. Yeah. I, I just remember it was uh, William Henderson, Santana Dotson, and Marco Rivera were at a bar downtown. At, at uh, I, most of our people will know, probably half our listeners were there that night. But they were they went to the library for some reason. I want to say it was on like a Thursday night wristband night. Well, yeah, guys, five dollar drinks, man. Come on, yeah. And those guys, I think were it was just, probably six. They were just getting absolutely mobbed. And they did not look like they were having a good time. Like, um, we got Marco Rivera to play darts with us. And, like, oh, every, cool. everybody wanted to play darts with him. So, it was, like, teams of two. We were, like, okay, you get to go with the girl, like, the only girl. So, that's your teammate. Um, I don't know. And then, it, like, I don't think the game ever got finished because there was, like, ten teams, like, of two. Because everybody wanted to be a part of the game, or however many, however many you can get. Right, where like darts is probably not the like what you want to do. You just want to sit at a table and like chat them up, right? Yeah, I I struggle with how I feel 
like I would do if I ran into like one of my heroes in the wild. Like, I think I would like to acknowledge them and then, and then just keep it moving unless they seemed like they would want to have a conversation with me, which I don't know what the case would be for that to happen. But I, I mean, I think, I think there is, there is, a time or a place like where that would happen is like you run into somebody at the airport and like they're semi-famous like if you run into like Amon Green or something like I don't think he's getting mobbed at O'Hare airport and if you recognize yeah and if you recognize him and he's sitting in the bar having a drink those are that's what I dream of Mike dreams of being a a Wisconsin Badger and uh, oh yeah yeah, that was always the dream. <laughs> like real sports. All right, you ready for some spicy meatballs? Yeah, I like yours. They're good. I don't have one this week, so jump right. into it. So my first one, and so we tried this out the other day, and I still didn't even try it. So anyways, my spicy meatball is going to be eggnog stinks. Like it has to be the worst drink that goes with the tradition okay. are you a big eggnog person no not definitely not a big eggnog person i think i've had it and i don't think that i hate it um did you have you ever you've never had it at all i think i've probably had it but i do not recall having it and it just grosses me the fuck out and so you wouldn't drink it even if you had an opportunity no, we have some in the house, and I'm probably going to try it this year. Good. But it's just, like, such a weird concept to me. But my – so we we watched the – oh, I was going to have some takes on Elvis, too. But my uh, mother-in-law, my wife, and I watched the Elvis movie last night because they're big Elvis fans. I didn't know shit about Elvis until I seen this movie. Like, I could I could probably have named, like, three songs – um, but anyways, they were just drinking eggnog and I was drinking beers and they were drinking eggnog without any alcohol. And I was like, I am not going to, I'm not going to drink it if there's no alcohol. In it. Like, I don't know what alcohol you put in eggnog. I assume rum. Uh, yeah, I think so, but I'm not positive. So whatever you but, want that beer. Yeah. And I, I don't think I can quite do that, but. It just gives you all the telltale signs that it's awful, though. Like, people only drink that shit, like, once a year. Like, if it was good, but if it was good, people would drink it more often. I guess, though, like, it does remind me of something that you need to do in the cold. Like, I guess you don't drink hot chocolate, like, in the summer. Right. So, for me, for me, like, my, like, Christmas time thing is that uh, like soft peppermint sticks. Like I'll buy those every time I go to Walmart now. Like I buy a box. I'm trying to even think of what mine is. Like I've been eating the shit out of chocolate chip cookies, but I can eat chocolate chip cookies all year. I just don't. Yeah. Like that's just like something I've thrown into the the diet recently. And oh man, I'm paying for it. I have stomach aches all the time just because I can't stop eating cookies. It's yeah. For, for me, like, all sweets are a problem. 
right? So like when I start and I'm willing to eat sweets, they just turn into like a huge problem for me. Like I get stomach aches and shit. So I want to say that must have been yesterday because the kids weren't at home. I was like, I woke up and had like cookies for breakfast, cookies and coffee, right? Which is pretty good little. That's a good combo. It is a good combo. And then like I was eating like gummy bears or whatever. Oh, like, no, not a good shit. combo. Not with coffee. It's just like <laughs> shit all day. Like I did not eat. I wasn't eating anything like nutritious the whole fucking day. I made it to like four o'clock and I'd eaten like all like sweets and crap food. And I just like I never eat like that. Right. Like never. I'm drinking sun drops and eating cookies, cake, whatever, whatever's in the house that's for sweets. I'm engaging in and it's not good. You're living the dream. And I just want to clear up. You know, when I said you looked fat, I was 100% kidding. And then the <laughs> cookie, the snowman didn't really look like a dick. The, yeah, it, the, it does a little bit. I get what you're saying there. Like, the I'm little okay. nipples definitely look like nipples. The dick was a, a stretch. I, I went back and re-looked at it. It looks great. I love the detail. The scarf, beautiful. So I do think that, like, I'm proud of myself for doing that. But every time I do one more, I'm like, this shit is not very good. Right? So the more of them that I do, I'm like, nope, it's not good enough anymore. Where the first one, I was like, I can't believe I did that. Yeah, I think that's one of the projects you have to step away from and then go back and look at it. And you're like, oh, damn, this does actually look pretty good. Because like when you're like in in the heat of the battle with that, I'm sure you can't get it to look exactly the way you want it to look. Right. But I have a bunch of things like that um, where I like turn into like a perfectionist for like no reason. I'm just, I, I want to say like painting a wall or something like how, you know, and you might just need a little, what's that? Where you're cutting in like from the ceiling something like that and then you like look and you're like i can see like brush strokes and it looks like shitty and and then you're like all right whatever i need to like go get food or something then you come back and you look at it and you're like oh actually it looks pretty good like yeah 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 but that's what Uh, i got mike eggnog is dog shit and i don't know if i've tried it rum chata on the other hand pretty good i enjoyed that so what's, I mean, so I guess like there's like probably raw eggs and eggnog, right? And that's why there's an issue. I, would no, I, I don't even know what the issue is. I think it's just like the viscosity and like the color, I guess. But okay. Have you ever had Irish cream? Yeah. Not a big Which fan. is like a, which is no, me neither. Like that for me. My brother-in-law made some up and I was like, all right, this is going to be okay. Like a sweet alcoholic drink. But the issue is, is that it's like milk based or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's kind of thick cream based. Right. So, and that like for me was drinking paint. That's what I felt like I was doing. I was drinking paint. I was like, I can't deal with that. Yeah. It gets a little chewy. Like, 
I have got to the point where I can take an Irish car bomb and not look like an absolute jackass, but like I can take shots of shit like, and Irish car bombs, those would get me. And I think there's like a cream base shot, like a Bailey's you drop in it or yeah. some shit yeah. like that. And oh man, like when I first started like taking those, like right when they hit my lips, it would like trigger my gag reflex and i think it's just like the texture of of what was going in yeah and for so for me personally cream and coffee and cream and booze do not like i don't like that yeah i'm not a big milk drinker in general never was ah i like chocolate milk though i don't know what it is i love chocolate milk it's an understatement of how I feel about chocolate milk, but, um, but what do you give me, Mike? Eggnog sucks. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to like throw this right down the middle. I'm going to give you five jalapenos because oh, still doing it. Is that bad that I'm like, still like trying to get it right? I feel no, like I love it. it. I love it. Every single time makes uh, me happy. Because I think that this splits the, I think this splits the population down the middle. Like half the people hate it, half the people love it, half the people like I shouldn't say half the people never tried it, but like there's a good contingent that don't try it, say they hate it, and have never even like engaged with it. That's kind of like you. Yeah. There's people that have tried it and are like, it's not good. There's people that try it and they're like, I love it. Have to have it at Christmas. So I'm gonna like, I'm gonna give you right down the middle five because there's no, there's definitely people in the world that do not like it and will not like it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna even lower mine. I'm gonna even give myself jalapenos today, and I'm gonna drop mine to three because my mother-in-law. And my wife were very excited about having this, and neither of them finished it. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like it was like a delicacy. But you were talking about how like 50-50 of the population like splits on it. I feel like there's a lot of Christmas stuff like that. That like the Die Hard is a Christmas movie, or it's not a Christmas movie. I don't get people who can get into that shit. Because he's like, it's a Christmas movie or it's not. And I don't give a shit. Like, it doesn't bother me that it's not a Christmas movie. Well, so I think we had this discussion last couple weeks. Like, a lot of Christmas movies just happen around Christmas. Right? They're not about Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty drunk for the one where we probably discussed that. But yeah, a lot of over overrated shit happens around Christmas that i think it's fair to say is because people love shit because the way it made them feel like that magic you feel around christmas when you're a little kid yeah so that shit you can't take from somebody because you'll see someone say oh a christmas story is like the greatest movie and then you got like me that's like that movie's boring as fuck like i cannot get behind that shit but i tried to get into that movie as a kid and then like pretended that I was and I have no desire at all to watch it as an adult. Right. Where other movies I'm like, 
all right, I at least got to give this a shot. But um, Christmas movie is not on that list because I've seen that movie probably for probably five years. It was three times a year, right, where I'd watch it three times back to back to back on Christmas Eve because I thought I had to, like, because it's the best one. Yeah, it was one of those things. Where like, yeah, no, I'm the biggest fan of that shit. Like, you I can't be that. a big one. Yeah. And that, like, it's not good. Maybe I overdid it, right? No. All right. And my next spicy meatball, Mike. You ready for this one? Yep. I don't know if this is spicy meatball or just an observation, but I don't think I didn't know until this year. I got curious because my wife brought it up. Was I don't think people really know like how Santa Claus became to be the red um guy with a white beard that lives in the North Pole. And I tell you the truth, I still don't even r- really know how the the red suit stuff started. It, it like happened in the 1820s. That's about all I found out. And it would be like someone wrote a poem like the night before Christmas was was like big and shaping like the red the red suit and the white beard. Shit. Oh, interesting. But like Santa Claus. And I think people know it's like St. Nick was born in Turkey, which is weird though, that they need to make this guy move up to the North pole and then give him flying reindeer. I mean, he's real for sure. So, so spoiler what alert. Like climate. So Turkey is more like a middle Eastern climate, correct? I think it's, Ooh, I should know this, but I think it's a little bit more not Middle East than you would think it is. Like, so and I think people, like, but so like Middle, like what, European? when when you say Middle East climate, like what do you think of, of a Middle East climate? Uh, desert-ish. But so I would also include like Southern European in that because a lot of those places are not, in Asia, like they're split right there. Like there's some line between Europe and Asia, right? And I'm thinking like Southern Europe, but Far East. Southern. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say like the handle of Egypt kind of like slices Africa, okay. Southwest Asia. And, but so Turkey's Egypt a weird. Kind of all three. It, I mean, if you look at like the culture of Egypt, yeah, like it, it okay. seems it seems like it is. But I guess I've never been to Egypt to like confirm this. But like when you think of an Egyptian, I guess you kind of think like Middle Eastern, I would say. But they're actually in Africa, yeah. and they're kind of like I want to say dominated by. We're getting into our history podcast here, but like by like western civilizations like throughout time like because they well, have so like they, cool shit yeah they kind of push a little bit of western civilization to some extent right yeah i, I don't know enough about egypt other than i know it's in africa it's kind of like a middle eastern state yeah i mean today and, is a different thing than what it was in the 19 early 1900s too when we're discovering all the stuff about the kings and the in the, or the pharaohs or whatever, right? Yeah. But yeah, so 
but anyways, I think people have like a misconceived conception of uh, what Middle Eastern stuff is. Cause like, people were like, Oh, you were in Afghanistan. Like it was, it was probably hot as fuck. And it was like, yeah, it was, but like, it was also cold as shit sometimes too, like up in the mountains over there. Right. But and so even in the deserts. Afghanistan pushes more towards Russia. So you're moving Northern a little bit compared to what we can, can uh, like traditionally consider the Middle East, which is like the Qatars and the Irans and the Iraqs, right? I like how you say Qatars. Oh yeah, never mind. I was thinking Kandahar, but yeah, yeah, Qatars hot as fuck all the time. But like Iran and Iraq, northern Iran and Iraq drop to pretty cold temperatures. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you can quite get snow up there, but yeah, it gets cold up there. So it might be like similar to like a Tennessee without like a southern Missouri. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. No, I, maybe got a peg. Like Oklahoma. Yeah, maybe. without like the greenery, maybe. But yeah, I've never been to those places either. But I have seen like feeds flying over those places. And I was like, what? It's like, looks like they're flying over wilton right now like <laughs> it's like super green and shit like that but yeah but yeah i think it's just what we're sold um but anyways like yeah. the santa claus right. shit though like it was a dude saint nick born in turkey born to like a rich family gave all of his shit away was known for like he was the saint of children and the patron saint of children and sailors which I thought kind of found that a little bit weird, like why children and sailors, but it didn't explain it when you were looking for it or it kind of did, but like it skipped a lot of stuff. And like, it was like, I'm not looking to take a history class on it, but tell me why he needed to move to the North pole and why he needed flying deer instead of, I mean, there's other cultures that have like goats and stuff like that, and like different versions, like a witch that was a nice witch that was bringing shit to people. But oh, interesting. But yeah, but the dude Saint Nick sounds like a cool dude. Yeah. So I wonder, like, if you have to like whitewash him to some extent for certain. Like, as you're moving Christianity through Europe, right, do you have to whitewash him somehow to move him to the North Pole? Oh, yeah, you definitely did to get him, like, over to the United States. And then, you know, like, the United States, how it has became what it is, is, like, they take something, they learn how to make, like, a dime off of it, and then they, like, fucking just run with it until they can't make any more money off of it. Yeah, and I feel... I feel like the, um, like the fat Santa Claus came from Coca Cola, or something like that. That I've heard rumors that like they kind of initiated that he's this huge, like fat jolly guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to say jolly because I want to say that in the night before Christmas they mentioned jolly, but I'm not positive. 
Yeah. I mean, if it's based off St. Nick, who they had like what his real name was and it like shortens down to Santa Claus, like when you translate it a couple times. So it is his actual name is like Santina Claus or it's not, it's definitely not that, but, but right. I get whatever, like you could put it into that. Right. Um, And so I've heard a few, I shouldn't say a few, like it's one podcast, one guy brings this up has brought this up multiple times about how like the whole idea of Christmas can be based around like doing mushrooms. So like those red, like shiny red mushrooms. Is this like Joe Rogan or something? Yeah, of course. (laughs) So, um, but like, I want to say it's a book called the sacred mushroom and the cross. Right. And, like, they talk about how, like, and then, like, if you eat the mushrooms and then you take a piss, like, the, like, deer will fucking, like, lick up your piss because you were high and pissed out these mushrooms or something like that. And they, yeah, probably smells funny and, like, there's probably something to, like. It's been a long time since I listened to one of those, like, probably two or three years. But, like, he talked about it relatively frequently when I would still listen to his stuff. And, like, it interests me. Like, that, like you said, I don't want to take a history lesson on it, right? Yeah. I would, like, I would love to sit in a class that, like, broke down uh, the, the things that we do, like, Easter or Christmas that kind of stuff. Thanksgiving. Like, like where it actually came from. And yeah. Like things that were from pagan religion that jumped to Christianity that kind of, and I, there's almost no way that this isn't one of those things. So it happens three to four days after the winter solstice. Weird. Right. And everybody has a celebration right now. Right. Yeah. So like, the Jews have Hanukkah and uh, there's Kwanzaa and Festivus, right? So like, and I'm sure every like religion or nationality or like culture does something around this time because that's when you, the change of season is. Because you were born. Thing. Yeah, it's for me. Yeah. That's why we do this shit is for me, right? Uh, but I think the same thing happens around Easter is that everybody's got something going on. Right? I think I want to... I have no clue. I want to say the Jews have, like, Passover during that time. The way you say the Jews almost sounds uh, problematic. Why? Like, <laughs> that's who they are, right? yeah. No, but it's... Mean, maybe funny. it is problematic, but, like... No, I don't think it is. I think it's right, but it just... It it sounds the Jewish derogatory. Uh, the Jewish yeah. faith has yeah. Passover. Is that better? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just a fucking piece of shit. But um, like no, I maybe it's like, me. It's probably more me. That's <laughs> like, oh, when I hear Jews, I think like someone's like the the, the too much Kanye news or Kanye West news has been getting pumped yeah. through my phone. Yeah, so 
I think something happens in the spring all the time. Like you always have something. Like your culture celebrates something in the spring. I guess the summer solstice. I don't know that we have a like a huge one. We have Fourth Fourth of July. July. But that's a weird one because like that's when we actually signed the Declaration of Independence. So it's what I would assume. No. Oh, see, they fucked me. Like I would have <laughs> just assumed that that was real. No, but I think that's like when it's assumed it was signed. Like I think it's like the reason the holidays there is because of that. But I think like the last person actually signed it because they were like drunk the day before that. Like the last guy signed it on the fifth or some shit. Like yeah, so I just don't know that like around like June twentieth or whatever that we have a like a like a religious holiday that fits into that, which is the summer solstice that comes in. Yeah. No, I... I mean, not one that I can, like, think that we... No, but, like, if you look at your phone on, like, certain days, you, like, see some holidays that just aren't, like, recognized. Or, like, if you have a calendar, like, it'll be like, this is this holiday. I can't even think of a good one, but... But, yeah. But I've also heard, too, that partially so like your christmases and your your things like that are like in times like to bring hope like when there was a lot less hope which i, I think we're <laughs> getting too too far off the path with it but like it, it does kind of make sense because like you you look around like these times like it gets dreary like there's less sun for us in like the northern hemisphere but then it didn't oh, make yeah. sense it didn't make sense for me because brazil still celebrates Christmas the same damn day we celebrate Christmas, obviously. Yeah, but, but it's like so hot like, and it's like a party down there. Uh, so I think that the 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 deal there is that they were overtaken by Christians. Like definitely, so, definitely, definitely. I mean, so were we, yeah, and and mostly Catholics, right? So, well, we so we're we're not overtaken by Christians, right? So we're the descendants of European Christians, but that's what they—that's what they are no, for a lot of the a lot of the part too is no, is yeah, a lot of like Italians, a lot of Portuguese, and some, like and, and at some point Christianity took a hold of what whatever was in Europe, right? So that moves from Rome out, yeah, right. So you're right, like that. We were overtaken by Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember my buddy, our Bucks uh, correspondent, I'm going to call him out quick. So he was like, isn't it kind of weird that like little old Portugal, like went to South America and there's a huge country in in Brazil. Well, I mean, in South America, that is Brazil, that all speaks Portuguese because this tiny little country in Europe invaded them. And I was like, dude, you speak fucking English. Like, yeah, there's, you you speak <laughs> yeah. Fucking English. yeah, but I thought it was funny because I guess I'd never thought of it like that either. But like when he said it, I was like, it's the same, like kind of, but oh, like maybe worse. Like England might be smaller than Portugal. No, it's not. We, we fact checked oh. that one. Okay, so like actual England, the initial island is not smaller than Portugal. Okay, 
now you threw some some so because like in it. I Scotland think it, is attached to that, correct? Yeah, I don't think it was the UK. I think it was England. Okay. That was still bigger than Portugal. But I could be wrong about that. Yeah, uh, could be right. All right, Mike, you ready to roll on? Ready for this Packer game on Christmas? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about this game. I like having football on Christmas because I'm sitting around and I enjoy Christmas. I like the idea of coming together, hanging out with people gives me a good reason to do that. But I also like watching football and like this gives conversation away from things that could be a little sketchier. Like it's like a birthday present for you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, no, no, I get it hundred percent what you're saying. I, I kind of like that. My family knows I'm invested enough in the Packers that there's going to be nothing else going on at that, that point in time. Like let's have our shit ready for the Packer game. Yep. And my family's awesome. So it's like, it's going to happen. You know, it's like our day kind of revolves around that. And then we got a, bu- then we got a Bucks game later that day too. So. Ooh. Yeah, so and like that was something that is relatively new because they're good, mm. right? So the NBA always plays like three games on Christmas, four games maybe. And I think it's like not even just us. And I'm gonna loop you in with me because I'm I'm assume you're kind of like me, but I didn't really ever start paying attention to the NBA until Christmas Day because that used to be like the sport that dominated Christmas Day, and that was like when the season started to me yeah i would agree with that that like i could even a lot of times push that out further but i think that the nba always plays the game on christmas so there's always something going on yeah so we watch the lakers play on fucking christmas for forever yeah right Mm -hmm. and so that's always something that like I will like tune in and like pay attention to those games. I could push that like start of the NBA season out to February, right? Honestly, where yeah, I'm not even, after like, the football really season. Tuned in. Yeah, but yeah. Um, as far as like the Packers go, I think we're running into like a team that is pretty good. They've lost a lot of games recently, from what Pat's telling me, and maybe I'm wrong, but. Uh, Maybe he's lying to me just to No, I'm not lying to you, Mike. Everything, everything on there is facts. You can just read it. Yeah. Um, so they lost the last three games. Relatively good teams, right? So Chargers, I you guys have heard my opinions on the Chargers. I won't get into them. I don't like them. Don't They're a solid them. team. I didn't put it if they were at or away. I think they were at Los Angeles, which my, you, I would assume that. Our time zone jujitsu would have played a factor there. Right. And so like the chargers aren't terrible, but they're, I don't, I also don't think they're good. I think they, they're a team that has one of the best quarterbacks in the league and they are going to barely make the playoffs. Right. So Justin Herbert, like functionally seems very good, but maybe that's just the media skewing my mind always possible but um the 49ers have been like ridiculously good lately 
Um, the Bills have been good. bad. They've, I mean, but they've been they, they've not been playing great. Bad. But like, they only win that game by three, too, right? In so like in nasty weather, when Josh Allen's going to be like the key factor to that game because he can run yeah. for a first down. But I guess Tua could have done the same thing. Yeah, he might have so, been not. No, no, never mind. Had a dumb thought. So I think I think the biggest issue is that, and Pat writes about their explosive offense on here, and he's got that right that they have a lot of good players, a good offensive players, right? So their defense feels good. Like uh, they traded for Nick Chubb during the season. I would say that if the Packers trend the way they've been trending for, I don't know, what week are we in, 16, 15 weeks? Yeah. They're fucked on this because they're not going to be able to stop them one fucking time on third down. It's going to be third and 38, and they're going to throw it to Tyreek Hill. He's going to fucking juke somebody and be gone. So this is what I find interesting about the game is that the Packers actually match up against this Dolphins team very well. So the Dolphins are a very pass-heavy team. I guess having Tua who can run the ball a little bit, I mean, basically every quarterback's like kind of turning into a guy that can run the ball a little bit, like barring, I don't know, like Tom Brady. And But Tom Brady's fine. a relic, right? So he is, he is like a gem from the 90s. Yeah. And – so I would put like if we're ranking, I'm not, I'm not going to run through them all, but I would put two in like the top ten, maybe top five of guys who can run and get you a first down right now. See, um, and I feel like he's more of a like a doesn't run very. Often. Yeah, no, I, I would mean, actually put him in the bottom ten. I think. Uh, all right, and, like if I'm just like thinking, so like. You look at everybody that comes out that's relatively young. Who would fall behind him in run? I think Zach Wilson. You see it tonight. Trevor Lawrence might be better than him. Yeah, I mean, okay. your Daniel Jones like, are better than him. At it. It. Well, that, but so it. Daniel Jones is in the top 10 for sure. But he's in the top 10 of like making an explosive play when he takes off with his feet, I would say. Is There's a real not, argument. He might be the fastest quarterback in the league. Yeah, but like fast and then that running for a first down when you need to run for a first down is is different. Like if you okay, like you. are designing a run for Daniel Jones, he could be dangerous. It's like back when Aaron Rodgers used to do it. Like when Aaron Rodgers would take off and run, you'd be like, okay, we got a first down. Is like, that what Tua is? I think so. I th- it's – that okay. is more what I'm saying is like, he's a guy that can do it if he needs to do it. And he doesn't do it unless he has to do it. And I feel like hurts kind of, I mean, there's a lot of design runs for hurts now, but like hurts in the passing game has kind of turned into that. And I think that's, what's made him the MVP candidate that he is this year. And like Mahomes is like the, the best at it. It's like Mahomes isn't trying to run against you. It's like, doesn't even have designed runs against you normally. Right. And he'll take off. But I guess I'm not putting like two of there, here, there, or whatever. But anyways, the Packers tend to have trouble um, containing that guy um, with the quarterback running. But so does every team. 
every team. Like you watch Trevor Lawrence in this like rainy, shitty game in New York right now. And when he takes off and runs, uh, you know, he's going to get a first down. So I guess I give the Packers a little bit too much shit for that because obviously like that's the team I pay attention the most to. But anyways, Packers pass defense is very good ish. Like I want to say the Packers pass defense is, you know, top five pass defense in the league. Uh, definitely when it comes to like yards allowed and stuff. So obviously you're going to have this stuff like, well, yeah, people have been running it down our throats, so they don't have to pass as much. So our pass defense is going to look a little bit better. But anyways, we do have Alexander pro bowler, you know, other guys in our secondary. So I guess granted he doesn't like follow Hill, but anyways, good matchup wise is uh, Dolphins pass the ball very well. Packers play the pass decently. Packers don't have the best run defense. The Dolphins have decent running backs, but they don't run the ball that effectively. And then I want to say the Dolphins run defense isn't that great. And that's what we're kind of going to have to lean on uh, to win this game. And then our receivers are starting to come into our own. Anyways, hopeless optimist that I am. I do find this is a very winnable game for the Packers. Like I think the most deadly thing is kind of what you touched earlier is the dolphins kind of need a win. They, they don't technically because their last two games are divisional opponents. And if they, if they win their last two games, they're in the playoffs, but they're, they're a desperate scrappy team with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Like, they're dangerous to say the least, but I do, I do have faith that the Packers have a good chance of winning this game. And I think my biggest question, and I'm going to kick it to you here is what do you need to see out of the Packers in this game in a win, obviously, because I don't even think we really need to win out, but like technically we need to win out. And like, if we don't win this one, like definitely every everything needs to go right. I I don't think that is uh, the case because I think if if the Lions lose out, the Giants lose out, and the uh, Commanders and, lose yeah. out, yeah, and then the Packers lose this one and win their next two, I think they're good. Well, and Seattle loses to the Chiefs this weekend. Uh, and then probably needs to lose out. Anyways, for all intensive purposes, Packers need to win out. But what do you need to see from the Packers in this game to make you have faith that they have more than a wild card run in them, that they could make it past the divisional round? It is kind of like where I'm at with the Packers right now is – after watching that Rams game, <clears throat> the critic in me says the Rams, I mean, they beat the Rams by 12. You made a good point last episode. Like, it, it's not easy to beat an NFL team by double digits. But it didn't, it didn't look like a team that could make a run. You know what I'm saying? 
So what do they need to do the Dolphins to give you faith that they might be able to turn something and make it into a run? So I like for me, the offense never looks dominant. So um, I guess maybe against the Dallas, the Cowboys, the the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas, um, they look dominant, right? The offense looked very, very good. Um, that's what I want to see is a dominant offense. And then I want to see stops on like defensive drives. I get that we only gave up 12 points against the fucking Rams. And that's very good. However, you have to be better than that. Yeah. And that's the Rams third string quarterback. Yeah. And like, but that's the number one overall pick. What? Four years ago, five years ago. Something like that. I don't think that kind of like factors into anything. Like, I think it's more, I would be more confident if Quay Walker, you know, it looked like he had a chance to get his hands on two balls. If he ends up starting to like catch those balls or like. Yeah. So that's a, that's a very good point that like, we're going to, we don't create enough turnovers to be, a Super Bowl winning team with what we got on offense. Cause I think, I think right, the yeah. chiefs, if they had our defense, like they'd still be humming. Like it won. So my personal opinion is that the more your offense hums, right. So like if your offense scores 21 points in the first quarter, all of a sudden your defense gets a whole lot better due to the fact that people are taking risk to get back in that game and boom, right? You get, you get an interception, you get a fumble because somebody tries to do just a little bit too much. And when you try to do just a little bit too much, somebody who is very, very good makes you pay for that. Yeah. And I mean, you can pin your ears back. Yeah. You, I mean, you might have already said it, but yeah, you turn – you turn the game one-dimensional for the other team, and and you know they're going to be passing more than they're running. Um, kind of like what we had happen to us against Buffalo. Like, Buffalo kind of stepped on us early, but to LaFleur's credit and the play-calling credit, it's like we kept running the ball and it kept us in that game. But, but yeah, your defense does get better if – if they know they're going to be throwing the ball every time. And if they don't, like you don't have a good team. Like that's, that's kind of where like the Vikings kind of fall into is, I don't know. They've been playing close games like all year, but. I saw, I did see a stat when you mentioned the Vikings. I did see a stat on the Vikings that if you, it was like a, what if um, like statistics thing or something. And if you just changed every one possession game the other way, like so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I've didn't seen win, this too. You didn't win any, or every one possession game that you're in flopped over, right? The Vikings would be like one and whatever it is, or two and whatever it is. And I want to say that the only win was the Packers, right? Because they they beat us. Wasn't a one possession game. Yeah, it's something like that. Like 
I'm not yeah. gonna like fact check you on this one. It might have been two wins, but yeah, it's not right. It was low. It's it not was very, very low. But and like I don't care. Like I think that good teams win close games. Yeah. I actually think the Vikings. This hurts my heart and my soul to say this, but like when you win games like you did last week, where you're down 33 to nothing and you fight back and you win that game, that says way more about your team than a like a 35 to two route or something or three route, right? Like you just dominate a team all day. Like that doesn't say too much about what you're doing there. The comeback that you had says a lot that you're willing to fight. You're willing to keep playing. You didn't just like pack it in and move on. You expect to win games and you made the, plays in order to win that game they're like yeah in we've watched teams fold at 21 nothing 28 0 28 6 whatever it is we've watched teams fold many many times the vikings didn't do that and that's what's scary about what the vikings are right now yeah no and i agree with i agree with that like 100 percent is yeah they, they, they don't ever think they're out so that's that's yeah. There's something to be said about that. But yeah, coming back into this Packers is put a bow on it and get it ready for Mike's birthday. Um, yep. And it's just the easiest shit you can say about like what the Packers need to do. You know, they need to run the ball well, dominate time of possession, force turnovers, finish drives. That's it, and. I guess you could say that about like anybody, but the Packers really are in that boat, like where they do get a lot of yards. They have a hard time finishing drives. They need to finish those drives. Yeah. Last game against uh, the Rams, like I said, it looked like Quay Walker could have got his hands on like two turnovers. We need to turn at least one of those two into an, an actual, actual turnover. turnover. Yeah. And then, yeah, you need to, lean on is uh yeah jones is questionable for this game so it looks like we're going to be leaning on my uh boy patrick taylor and uh aj dylan i don't know i i think jones will be good to go which is which is funny because dylan's the one that left the game early in that yeah I, but like i said when we were kind of breaking that one down i kind of think that was like one of those hey we're not going to risk it if we don't need to and yeah, it does no, i agree it does seem more and more like to me, and I don't think we actually did this, but in my head, my optimistic brain is like Dylan was saving it. He was saving it for the end of the season. He was saving it for when the weather gets cold and when we're going to need him the most. And this is where Dylan gets dangerous is you don't want to tackle that. I mean, granted we're playing in Miami. It's going to be 50 degrees. Uh, this next game is fucking cold in Miami. Yeah, but I mean, it is whatever. It's it's not. It's it's still not negative ten. Like true tackling him in fifty five degrees weather is easier than tackling him in negative ten. And maybe not the first time you tackle him in negative ten degree weather, but like the second time, like you definitely think about it a little bit. Playing football in the cold is not 
I shouldn't say not fun because I enjoyed playing football 100% of the time. However, like, it's definitely worse when it's colder. Yeah. Right? So, like, you have to have, a, like, a, a bit of a mental toughness to say, all right, this is what I'm doing today. It's not going to feel great. Doing things in the cold doesn't – it's not that great. No, no. Like, it you'd isn't. much rather do it in – 71 doing something in the extreme heat is also not awesome. Yeah, but I'd rather do extreme heat. But I think 55 degrees is football weather. I, I don't care if you're Miami or you're Green Bay. Like that's that's true. That's the great equalizer there, or not the great equalizer, but it it levels like there's no excuses when you're playing in Miami 55 degrees. You can't beat it. Like the air is nice. You're not getting too hot. You're not getting too cold. It's just, yeah. Who's ever the better team is going to win in that one. Hopefully. All right. So from there, I said, we just hop right into our picks. I think I'm going to ask our canine Kyle to come on and talk about the bucks with us in the near future future uh to get us a little bit up to speed um if if you didn't hear you know we lost to cleveland cleveland's a good team we lost from in cleveland uh that's the quick recap and then the barking about the badgers we might need to get keel on here uh two times pretty quick just to talk about uh some of the recruiting stuff that went down but we are not going to talk about that today and we are going to go straight into our picks and it makes me so happy to say already that I'm up one nothing on Mike. The Jaguars ended up beating the Jets 19-3. to Pat was right, and Mike was wrong. Music, music to my ears. P-Dog is up 210 banged-up bongs right now on this week. But anyways... Can give you the first pick here. So we have the Bills minus eight at the Bears. Who are you going with, Mike? I'm taking the Bills. I think the Bears are bad. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I'm taking the Bills as well. I think they get back going. And yeah, it's a very one dimensional team. Like they're either going to run the ball with their running back or they're going to run the ball with their quarterback. So they're one dimensional. They're two-dimensional and one-dimension, I guess, uh, if we got to give them some credit for something. So then the next game we have is the Saints at the Browns, and the Browns are minus three. And I just think the Browns are underperforming. Uh, the Saints, I guess, are underperforming as well. Um, I don't know. Maybe Watson can start putting some stuff together because he doesn't look like the Watson he was before all the – the massages and I think the Browns pull this one out. I think they win by more than three. Yeah. I think this could be like a big time defensive struggle and it could be just within three, right? This could easily be a push game. Yeah. And they're playing Cleveland. Cleveland's going to have some weather. The whole East coast is going to have weather. It looks like. Yeah. I suppose whatever we're getting, Tomorrow is going yeah. to be, you know, 
there on Saturday and Sunday. I don't know when exactly all these games are. I would assume Bills, Saints, and Texans versus Titans all ends up on Saturday. So down to the Packers versus the Dolphins. Packers versus the Dolphins are going to be the first ones that happen on Sunday. So oh, I'll no that. Yeah, so yeah, they're limiting the games on Christmas Day. Yeah. They're, they're all in different time slots on Christmas Day as well. Oh, very cool. So, right. yeah, so Saturday stuff, that all stuff, all that stuff's going to be in the eastern Midwest and then on the East Coast. All yeah. that weather stuff would be my imagine. I'm going to take the Saints in this game just because I think it's going to stay close there. So I'm going to take the dog here. All right, next game we have is the Texans at the Titans, and the Titans are minus three, and they look like they're falling apart as well. Who you got, Mike? I don't think that the Texans have a chance against a guy like Derrick Henry. It does appear that they're falling apart. Um, Their backup quarterback, I I feel like relatively positive about, but uh, I think Aaron Rodgers said something along the lines of, does Mike Rabel still coach the Titans? Yeah. If you, then they're not done. And so that's the way I feel about the Titans. Yeah, and I could be very wrong about this one, but I'm taking the Texans just because I feel like that's a trap line in a half. Like you could have gave me uh, the Titans like minus six, and I think I would have been feeling better about the Titans on this one. I did the- hear – Here's something about like the weather that's really affecting all these lines and making them a little bit smaller. Like the odds makers in in uh, Vegas are not liking what's going on. Like it, it's just a tough read with what's going to come. Yep, the Texans did cover against Dallas and against the Chiefs in like both in very very close games. The last yeah. two. Yeah, they've been coming to play. The Titans haven't. Um, but like I said, I'm picking that more of sniffing a line and something smells funny to me in that line. So I'm going to go with the Texans there. Uh, next game we have is the Seahawks at the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are minus 10. And I'm going to pick the Chiefs because I need the Seahawks to lose one more game, and this seems like a pretty opportune time to have that happen. And I do think I think I'll give the Chiefs – my AFC Super Bowl favorite stamp of approval right now. Yeah, and I feel like the Seahawks are falling apart a bit here, and I could be wrong about that. Um, no, you're you're right. It like it's kind of starting to look like early in the season again. Like the teams who we thought were going to be good initially are starting to be good, and like the teams that like were overperforming are starting to underperform. Yeah, and so I. I just feel like the Seahawks are falling back to their level, right? And so I'm taking the Chiefs here. Chiefs are a dominant t- a team I expected to be don- dominant. Seahawks I wanted to ride, but um, uh, just don't feel like I can. Oh, all right. Next game we have is the Giants at the Vikings. Vikings are minus four, and I'll let Mike lead this one. So I'm going to take the Vikings here, sadly enough. Um Probably should take the Giants because it doesn't matter. I want the Giants to lose. I want everybody in the NFC to lose. But I'm taking the Vikings because I think they're good. I think that they 
win games. Now, this game could fall into that three-point threshold, but they're a good team that wins games. And, like, that's all you can hope for, really. Yeah, no, I think the Vikings are starting to feel very disrespected. I think the disrespect is, like, almost warranted, but I don't think the Giants are the team that can come into town and disrespect them. So I'm going to go with the Vikings as well, just playing with that. Hey, dude, we have a good record. Nobody believes we're good. Like, we're going to go out and show people we're good uh, one game. And and like you said, they are a good team. They're just not the Eagles. I guess Their defense is sketchier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Their defense is dog shit. I mean, Harrison Smith's a beast. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, next game we have is the Bengals minus three at the Patriots, and I'll lead it off. And I'm going with the Bengals are back on track. Joe Burrow looks like he's good to go. And then when they have Jamar Chase, um, wow, Tyler Boyd, and I'm forgetting the middle, Hill. Uh, Higgins. Higgins, T. Higgins. Uh, I think they're good to go. So Bengals back on track. Yeah, when they're fully healthy, their offense looks pretty good. Um, I'm taking the Bengals as well. The Patriots always have the wild card in Bill Belichick. I do think Joe Burrow was savvy enough to work his way through that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. All right, next game, Lions minus two and a half at the Panthers, and I'll lead it off. And I'm just going to take – I'm going to tell you guys straight up. I think the Lions are playing some good football. I think the Lions are the most dangerous threat that the Packers have on the way out uh, battling for that playoff spot. I think if it's not the Packers, it's the Lions. And I'm going to pick the Panthers just because I want to prove my brain wrong. Yeah, I'm taking the Panthers due to the fact that I would like the Lions to lose. Makes life easier for me as a Packers fan. And so this is a homer pick for me, and I'm taking the Panthers. Yep, same thing. Lions have been playing awesome. Yeah, yeah, they've been playing some good football. All right, Falcons at the Ravens. Ravens are minus six and a half. And I'm going to go with the Falcons. Uh, What uh, Brett Hundley showed me, I always get them mixed up with the Hundley we had. The, the Huntley we have. Uh, yeah. But Pat. Huntley. So he is on the Ravens, I believe. Like, there's, it is not Brett either. Huntley. No. It's like Tyler. It's like Tyler, yeah. Yeah, Tyler. Joe. Huntley. Joe. Joe. Joe Huntley. We'll go with Joe Huntley. Um, don't think he's great. I do need Mark Andrews to have a good game. So finally have a good game for me. But anyways, I'm going to take the Falcons because I think the Ravens are – sliding down the ladder there. Uh, So the Ravens are a good team. I will be taking them. And the Falcons are – maybe I should rephrase this. I think the Ravens are a plus team and the Falcons are a minus team. Right? So, like – Yeah. Yeah. They're just not as good, right? Um, And I think the Falcons are more minus than the Ravens are like i think the ravens are a better team in the good direction than the falcons are in the bad anyways i think if you have lamar jackson that's true 
but I think they're just barely a plus team without Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I like that. I'll stamp that. All right, next game we have is the Commanders at the 49ers. 49ers are minus seven. And I feel like they've been just covering machines lately. So I'm going to roll with them. I think that team is nasty. Uh, We haven't seen the correction on Purdy come out yet. And I think I'm going to wait for the correction to come before I start correcting that pick. So I like that. I like that pick, but I'm not taking that. I'm taking the commanders. I feel like they're playing in a way that, and maybe I'm like, yeah, I definitely am crazy. I would, I feel like I thought they won that Giants game and they didn't. No, but I'm taking the commanders either way. I feel like the fighter 49ers got to come back down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's a big line. Commanders are a solid team to say the least and the 49ers don't have jimmy g so we'll see we'll see how it goes uh it could be a close one uh raiders at the steelers steelers are minus two and a half we got mike uh so i am taking the steelers here i think you have the hall of famer pass away you're doing the immaculate reception stuff and i don't think this the raiders are very good i think that they enjoy shitting the bed oh yeah yep we're winning this one for franco Steelers. so i'm going with you on this one uh next game i'm not even going to take a minute to describe this one so packers at the dolphins dolphins are minus four and we both have the packers and we're both stamping those with double dogs so next game after that broncos minus two and a half at the rams and who you got mike so i'm going to take the broncos here i think the rams are just really really bad um i guess i wouldn't hate it if the broncos shit the bed here I, I mean, dislike Russell Wilson to no end, as everyone kind of understands, and that's probably why. Yeah, no, but I, I am taking the Broncos as well. I kind of think the Rams are not only the worst team that's ever won a Super Bowl, but I think they might actually be the worst team right now. I know they did oh. get a, I know they did get a smart or a spark from Baker Mayfield two weeks back, but I think that that spark did not lead to a fire kindling. And I think, I don't know. I could go in on Baker Mayfield a little bit, but. So would you rather have like, is Matt Stafford better than Baker? hundred percent. Like easy, easy peasy better than, than Baker Mayfield. I don't know though. And there's like something to uh, type A personality, like motivators, and then like type B uh, guys. And I think there's guys that can motivate the the type A that can't motivate the type B or whatever. The no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and, and I think I think Baker Mayfield can come in, get the type A guys riled up, but then then the type B guys are like. This guy, oh, man, <laughs> like yeah. this guy, he's a little much. 
But where there's some guys that can do both, right? Yeah, that, like they can manage both persons. Yeah, they have like the emotional intelligence to tell the difference of who they're motivating. Where I think Baker Mayfield's, I'm gonna headbutt you until you're pumped up, like type guy. That's that's my opinion. I, I'm okay. going, I'm going with the Broncos purely because of uh, emotional intelligence. All right, <laughs> we... Wilson doesn't have that shit. No, no, he is, he's not, but they're used to it. That's what I'm saying. The spark, <laughs> the spark went out. Rams are bad. Yeah. All right. I got you. Next game we have is Bucks minus seven and a half at the Cardinals. And who you got, Mike? I'm taking the Cardinals and I have no idea why. Yep. I'm going to ring with you too. Um, I, I'll give a little bit of a reason. I think the Cardinals can keep it close. That's why I'm going to take the Cardinals. And I think yeah, that's I, a huge line. Yeah, no. I yeah, I think like looking back at this one, I might want to take the Bucks, but I'm going to just stick what I got on paper. I'm going to take the Cardinals. All yeah, right. that's almost begging you to take the Cardinals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna fall for it. All right. Yep. Next one we have is the Chargers minus four and a half at the Colts, and I'm going to clean us up, and I'm going to go with the Chargers because I don't think the Chargers are quite as bad as Mike thinks they are. Um, and the Colts kind of suck. I hate their coach, but I think with Mike Williams, the Chargers are a different team. I'm going to take the Chargers as well. Um, I considered changing this, but then so because of what the way our doc is set up, I saw what Pat took, and I didn't want to change it because I had seen what Pat took. How did you see it? I made it. I blacked it out. No, no. So, like, I put mine in, I hit tab, tab, and we ended up where we're at, right? Or where okay. I'm at on the dock, right? And so, I saw what yours was because when you hit tab, it, like, kind of highlights it so you can see where the letters are. Okay, I got you. And then I was like, well, I can't change it now after I see that he took that because that would be, like, just going against him just to go against him. But I could see the Colts pulling this thing off, like getting pissed about what happened last week against the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, the NFL, it is it's a right? crazy place. Yeah. All right. Well, we will clean this one up. So last week, Mike went 6, 10, and 1 and lost 500 bing bongs. I went 8, 8, and 1 and lost 80 bing bongs. Mike is crushing me still with negative 1920 bing bongs, and I am down negative 3730 bing bongs. So I need some big weeks coming up here, else I'm going to be running uh, with the goofy t shirt on. <laughs> uh, but that will do it for our show. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate the support and I want to be the first ones to wish you a happy Mike's birthday. Happy my birthday. Make sure you're celebrating like that Jesus guy. Like, like he was born that day. He was born that day too, but we don't celebrate that. We celebrate my birthday because you're the second coming, Mike. You're going to become a carpenter. You're already fixing shit in your house. I do. (laughs) So I enjoy fixing shit actually too, which is weird. Like, I enjoy the process of that. You might be Jesus. 
I end up with lots of problems. I'm not a very good carpenter. Maybe I should just start preaching. Yeah, I wonder if that's what happened. He was just a fucking terrible carpenter. You <laughs> <laughs> like come build, come build I can't shit. fix shit. I can't fix shit. How do I like like make no. some money here? <laughs> no. He he was a great dude. He was probably a good carpenter too. Yeah, probably a good carpenter. Uh it does seem like he was very forgiving of people. I I would like to have a life that was like matched what they write about him anyway. You know, who knows if that's what he actually was, but like what they write about him, he's fucking awesome. Yeah, there's a couple books. They've sold pretty good. Um yeah. <laughs> that reference him a little bit. Uh it starts with a B. I can't think of it. Um that that yeah, one. That was we'll a really look. good high quality seller. Yeah. Like they yeah. sell a we'll, lot of those. We'll look it up. I seen it in my hotel room last time I was there, but yeah, usually they throw uh, very good seller. There's a the in front of it. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll try to read it wait, someday. Wait, is is hold on a second. This is a goes back to our like other conversation, I guess a little bit, but like is the title of the book the Bible or is it just Bible? Oh, that's what it was called. Yeah, the Bible. Yeah, yeah I think one. it's I think it's the Bible. Interesting. Interesting. If it was just Bible, I would be. Yeah, I don't know, dude. No. <laughs> I but I I don't know either. I need to find one. But I think it's the Bible. Like, I think it's it. It's not a Bible. It's the Bible. So do you think, like, things like that existed in, like, I don't know, Jerusalem? So wherever that, whatever country that was at the time. I don't even know. Right? So Jerusalem currently is in Jesus Christ. What is (laughs) I can't even think of the book. You got me confused too now. But and now I feel like a dumb shit. I know it's next to Jordan. I can name like Jordan, Syria, but now I can't think of like well, the highly Pakistan, contentious. Pakistan versus what's the fucking so it was in Saudi Arabia, not Saudi Arabia, but it was in Arabia, I think, where where that shit happened. And isn't it all part of like the Roman Empire at the time? Mm, yeah, a good question. I need to I need to read that book. <laughs> Not um, too familiar with it, sadly. So so fair enough. I would I'm really interested because like I want to say the front of the book just says bible right not like the bible yeah but i've always like in my head it's always been the bible one second maybe we can figure it out i'm just gonna google the bible so it's holy bible is what's written ah there you go like that actually makes way more sense and it probably always is the whole like holy bible on the front yeah all right but that will the holy bible that will that will do it for this show 
Um, got it into a little bit of everything. But like always, we love you guys. Hope you're having a good Mike's birthday. Celebrating like crazy. Uh, watch your favorite Christmas movie, whatever it is. Like, just watch it, take it in, take the time, settle in. That's always yep. enjoyable. Just and you it. right here that's still listening. Hope you're doing all right, buddy. And yeah, yeah. I hope you're doing good. You're gonna make it through this holiday season. We love you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> we know, Mike, Mike thinks Mike thinks he has just to have something to say after that. I do feel like I do have to say something. So, all right, but I'm, I'm you know four and three quarters beers deep, so that makes all the difference in the world. We love you. And if you're doubting the Brewers, the Bucks, the Badgers, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.